You're listening to Marriage Minute with Pastors Richard and Donna Spears, impacting marriages that leave a lasting legacy. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining me today. This is Pastor Donna with your Marriage Minute podcast for the week of March 8th. New content, exclusive direct, specific content being released every Tuesday morning. We're so thankful you guys join in and that you listen on demand. And we just love those comments and uplifting uh, words of encouragement that you are giving us. So thank you so much uh, for doing that. I am again flying solo, as you guys know. Uh, Pastor Richard is over in Tanzania. He will be through the end of March. And so please continue to pray for them, pray for the lost souls that are gonna be brought into the kingdom Amen. And we're just so thankful that God is just so grateful. We're so grateful that he's so blessing this ministry in the way that he is in opening those doors. So yeah, so last week we talked about the sneaky deception of busyness. I hope you were blessed by that. Today, like I said last week, we're going to talk about the sneaky deception of boredom. Yes, boredom. We all get bored. And you know, if you've been in a marriage for any amount of time, uh, the honeymoon phase wears off and things can settle into the monotony in the routine of life. So, you know, it's normal to feel bored in our marriages, is it? I would say yes, absolutely. Of course it is. Marriage, it's like any other thing in our lives that we hold dear. Um, you have to nurture it. You have to feed it, water it so it can grow. You have to make it a priority. You also have to guard your marriage against the things of the outside world. Uh, if that's a new thought for you, uh, really, you truly have to guard your marriage with fierceness and intentionality um, against those things of the outside world, those, those things that want to pull us away from um, making our spouse and our marriage a priority and our kids. So things can look so much more enticing on the other side of the fence. And it's just not, you know, I've seen something here lately where it says the grass isn't always greener on the other side of the fence. The grass is greener where you water it. And it's so true. Anything that you want to be um, a blessing and fruitful in your lives needs, needs watered. It needs nurtured, like I said. And, you know, if you're waiting on your spouse to make the first move or do something so you can feel happy, you can feel fulfilled in your marriage, then you're really just setting your marriage up for failure. So you've listened, hopefully, to our Marriage Minute, joined us live or watched on demand or even through these podcasts, a little 15-minute, you know, blurbs of, of Marriage Minute counselor advice or whatever. I'm not sure I like those words, but... Um, you're just setting yourself up and your marriage up for failure. And we want you to be success, successful. We want your marriage to be full of, of fun and joy and happiness and peace. Peace is a huge thing. And fulfillment. And, and you can have that. You can have all of that as long as you are putting God first and putting your marriage first. And so let's just jump right in. You know, boredom can have, well, it can birth many dangerous emotions. Unlike busyness where one, you may not have time to see what's on the other side of the fence. Boredom, it creates a whole new platform for discontentment, for disappointment. The eyes start to wander. The mind begins to fantasize about what else is out there. Uh, with boredom, you have got all the time in the world, it seems like, to um, make a determination that 
what's out there and over there is so much better than what I have. And that's just a dangerous place uh, to be in boredom. You've got to be very, very careful. Um, I think more so than with busyness because idle hands, man, you know, it, it just, it's a bad, bad playground to be playing in. So boredom is the emotional or physical state that one experiences due to lack of mental stimulation, activities to do, or interest in one's surroundings. That's your Webster dictionary there. But, you know, life is not an action movie. And when we compare our lives to these romance novels, these rom-coms, these action movies, you know, we're just setting ourselves up and our marriage up for failure and our spouse up for failure. But we will all suffer at times with feelings of being bored. But Proverbs 19.15 speaks of how slothfulness or laziness can lead to unpleasant circumstances. It's right there in the Bible, guys. Everything that you need for your life is right there in the Bible. I don't care if somebody tells you it's not. I'm going to tell you that it is because God gave us his word. God breathed word for our benefit to help us in this journey uh, in our Christian life. It is all in there. It really is. So really experiencing boredom is not a sin, but attitudes and choices that lead to or arise from boredom may be harmful to your marriage and really to the Christian faith. Boredom, it's just a sneaky little monster. It catches you off guard and all of a sudden, your mind is wandering. All of a sudden, you're comparing. All of a sudden, the grass is greener on the other side of the fence. And there is just, like I said, I can't stress this enough. It's just not good when things, your mind starts to wander. That you know, the monotony of everyday life. You get up, you go to work, you come home, wash, rinse, repeat, right? The routine of life predictability, repetition, man, it just sounds boring just saying that. <laughs> so you begin to treat your marriage, you know, as a finished product. Like, okay, we got married. We said, I do. We love each other. We made a, a commitment to one another. We are going to have kids or we do have kids. We've started a life together and it's a finished product. Like you, you saw your parents, do the mundane and be bored and do life the way that they did. And you think that that's all that there is to marriage. Well, I'm telling you right now that, that it's not. Your marriage can be vibrant and exciting and alive, but you have to work at it, people. You have to make it a priority. You have to make your spouse a priority. You did it when you were dating. Why aren't you doing it now in your marriage? So just wanted to throw that out. So you start to treat your marriage as a finished product rather than a relationship that needs cultivated. When you were dating, um, you treated your relationship with your, your fiance, your boyfriend. It was something you cultivated. It was something you spent time thinking about. It was something that it was important to you. But then you get married, you buy a house, you have kids, you advance your career, you plan for retirement. Wow, that is so boring. And so, yes, those are things that bring stability. And we love stability. But we love stability with excitement and fun and joy in our marriages. But Satan loves idle hands. Make no mistake, idle hands are the devil's playground. For idleness, idleness leads to lack of motivation, which prevents us from pursuing God's will for our life. When you're, when you're tired and 
in a tired, not in like, I've got, I had a lot to do, I'm tired. But when laziness will bring about tiredness. I don't know if you have ever experienced a time in your life where you did absolutely nothing but watch movies all day. And at the end of the day, you're like, I am exhausted and I did nothing. That's what I'm talking about. So 1 Timothy 5.3 speaks of how idleness may also lead to sinful activities. So with no distinct aim or goal or set desire to fight for your marriage and to make your marriage all that it can be, we start to entertain uh, depraved thoughts. We start to entice alternatives to boredom. And I would venture to say that this happens so many times. I mean, I really feel like, I mean, there is sexual, you know, uh, perversion out there. There's sexual sin out there, obviously. Um, But I think at least for men, because they're very visual, and I'm not talking about, you know, how many times you guys have sex in a week or whatnot, but um, their mind is going to wander to those things. So that's where you get the viewing of pornography. You get the masturbation, you get that kind of thing. Women, that can also happen as well. Women tend to more, uh, we're going to go out and we're going to spend money and we're going to get with our friends and we're going to make relationships that matter to us when we've got the one person that we need to be focusing on sitting at home. So it can manifest itself. Boredom manifests itself in a lot of different ways. But make no mistake, um, it will manifest in unhealthy, uh, sinful ways if you're not careful. And then we get into a place in our life where we just feel like the expectation is that the, the our marriage is going to take care of ourselves. He said I do, she said I do, and so now it's just put it in put it in neutral, and the marriage is going to take care of itself. And that is such a false belief. Like I said before, if it is something that you care about and it's something that you desire to have the best marriage that God can anoint you with or ordain you with or bless you with, you have to cultivate it. You have to get up off your butt and you've got to do something. You've got to make the first move. Who's going to make the first move? I'll tell you who it is. It's the one who's more mature. And so don't sit there and feel like or think, have the thought of like, well, my husband's not doing this and my husband's not doing that and he just doesn't do this for me or my wife doesn't do that for me. You know what? Take responsibility for yourself. Take responsibility for your marriage and do something. Get up and do something and cultivate that marriage, the marriage that you want. You can sow into your marriage so much and the return, God blesses that and the return is so great. So the expectation that the marriage is going to take care of itself, no, it won't. You're going to end up bored, alone, frustrated, isolated, divorced probably, or you're going to end up bored, alone, frustrated, isolated, and that's going to be your life and you're just waiting until it ends. What kind of life is that? That is no kind of life. And God ordained marriage between a man and a woman to be fruitful, to multiply, to be a blessing to one another and to encourage and to just to be best friends with one another. And, and that is what you're aiming for. If you've lost sight of that, you're aiming for that connectivity, that relationship and that closeness that you have with your best friend or your best buddy, that should be with your spouse first. God first and then your spouse. And then the kids, they'll take care of themselves, right? And like I said, some people 
believe that boredom is to be endured in marriage. And and we are going to be bored. Don't get me wrong. You're going to be bored at some time in your life. The monotony of life does take over, but it takes action and it takes intentionality. So yeah, you're going to be bored. There are going to be times when you're going to be bored. There are going to be times when you're going to be extremely busy. That's life. That is life. And you navigate it the best you can as God is helping you through. But maybe, maybe we just need a perspective shift. What do you think about that? Maybe we need to look at the boredom in a different way. Are you comparing the safety and security of your life that you've made together as a married couple with children to others' lives that seem, and I'm doing air quotes here, that seem more exciting? Are you in the comparison game? Are you taking for granted that security that you that gives you peace? Um, you're looking at that as boredom and monotony, but it really isn't. It's, it's a perspective shift here. That's something to be... Uh, proud of. That's something to, to really hold to. Having security in your marriage and having the safety of your marriage in your marriage, that's a good thing. It's not a bad thing. It's a good thing. Are you sizing your wife or your husband, your spouse up against society standards? Dangerous ground there. And what Hollywood says marriages should be? Let me give you a newsflash. That is fake news. <laughs> It's fantasy, it's dangerous, it's not real. You guys know that. You you cannot have a life that looks like the, the next rom-com you're watching or that looks like the next fantasy book that you're reading. Just don't even watch that stuff because it, it it's, lends us to comparison. And comparison leads to death. And that's just, that is not where you need to be. So look at the positives of your life and of your marriage and be thankful for the security and the safety that you have. Marriages take work and you need to guard your marriage fiercely. I, I mentioned this last week and, and I have lived it and I know it to be true. Guard your marriage. Guard it with everything that you have. Pray for your marriage. Pray for your spouse. Pray for your kids. Put God first and guard your marriage with everything that you have because there's a lot of people out there that would be happy to step in and to make your home and be a home wrecker. So just be aware of that. Don't take it for granted. Look back on why you got married. What attracted you to each other? What did you love about one another? Communicate your feelings of boredom to your spouse. You'd be surprised. They'd probably say, yeah, I feel the same way. So just don't think it's one-sided and that your spouse is moving right along and everything's fine. There are things going on under the surface, ladies, of your men that they're not sharing with you and men of your women that they're not sharing with you because you haven't sat down and talked about how you're feeling about your marriage. What can we do to make it better? Let's talk about how we feel about our marriage and be really honest about it and not in a way that, that turns us away from one another and brings us to separation or divorce, but in a way that brings us closer together. Communicate your needs and your wants. Go back and listen to some of the Marriage Minute episodes on demand and the podcast that we've talked about to cultivate a marriage that God can bless and ordain and that would be fruitful and, and just honoring and, and just so good. So talk, people. Talk to your spouses. Communicate. That's the key. Do you feel like you're stuck in a rut? You can Google all kinds of ideas. I started writing down ideas for you know, and I'm not just talking sex here, you know, that you can make your life and your marriage more exciting. Google it, figure out what, I mean, Richard and I went and we did ballroom dance lessons. That was fun. It was something that I'd always wanted to do. And we were in a time in our life where we were determined to make our lives and our marriage the best that God intended it to be and be all that God intended it to be. So make your marriage fun, exciting and rewarding again. You did it 
at the beginning, why did you stop doing it? That's a question I want you to answer. Why did you stop pouring into your marriage and cultivating and nurturing the relationship with your spouse? Why did you stop? Why do you feel bored? I want you to, to take a look, a deep look, ask God, ask yourself, and be honest with yourself and your spouse. You're not getting anywhere if, if you put up this facade and, and you lie about it. So be honest. You're, you're a big boy and big girl. You're adults. You can handle it and, and get and fight for that marriage that you guys so deserve out there. Never, ever, ever take your marriage or your spouse for granted. And always choose to make your spouse and your marriage a priority. You will not be disappointed. Again, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, email us your questions, your thoughts, your opinions to marriageminute at revivalnow.com. Check us out on our website at revivalnow.com. Facebook and YouTube, it's uh, Facebook Dan Steep. YouTube is Dan Steep at Revival Now, or not at, but Anyway, you can look us up and you can watch us on demand and uh, listen to us on with this podcast and others on all of your platforms that you download for podcast, Anchor, Spotify, Breaker, all of those. Thank you again. You can catch us uh, every Wednesday live uh, on, on demand, Facebook, YouTube as well. And we just thank you so much. I will check in with you all next week. Love you. Thank you for listening today. Catch all of our podcasts at RevivalNow.com and send us your Marriage Minute questions at MarriageMinute at RevivalNow.com.